0: Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. A Nebraska man is currently being sought in an alleged homicide in Council Bluffs. Council Bluffs police officers were called to 127 Harrison Street in Council Bluffs for a possible shooting. Upon arrival, officers found the victim, Gary Frederick of Council Bluffs, lying on the floor, suffering from what appeared to be multiple gunshot wounds. Frederick was treated at the scene and then transported to UNMC where he succumbed to his injuries a short time after arriving at the treatment center. What authorities do know is that Frederick arrived at 127 Harrison Street where a disturbance broke out. Witnesses stated during the disturbance they observed Mensa Olaway of Omaha producing a handgun and firing several rounds at Frederick. Olaway fled the scene and is still at large. Authorities continue to gather information related to this incident. If you have any information on the possible whereabouts of Holloway, contact the Council Bluffs Police Department or Crime Stoppers. Shelby County Sheriff Neil Gross, Chief Deputy Cody Eccles, Sergeant Jacob Haas, and Deputy Bill McDaniel were honored today with the Sullivan Brothers Award of Valor. Commissioner Stephen Baines said the origin of this award lies with five brothers from Waterloo, Iowa, who enlisted and served together as sailors in the Navy in World War II. George,
1: Frank, Joe, Matt, and Albert Sullivan, all in their 20s, served together on the USS Juno in the Guadalcanal Naval Battle in the fall of 1942. All five brothers died tragically when two Japanese torpedoes struck their ship. The award was established in 1977 and later renamed the Sullivan Brothers Award of Valor to recognize the heroic efforts of first responders.
0: Bayen said the four members of the Shelby County Sheriff's Office are being honored for a call they responded to on July 12, 2021, when a suicidal subject barricaded himself inside of a home in Elkhorn.
1: When law enforcement arrived at the home, the odor of gasoline hung in the air and they could see the subject through a window striking a lighter. First responders from the area soon descended upon Elkhorn, evacuated nearby residents, and established a perimeter. Over the next two hours, negotiators spoke with the subject and did their level best to facilitate a peaceful surrender. But the subject remained volatile. On two different occasions, gunfire erupted from within the home, with one round penetrating an exterior window. Finally, the negotiators reported they had a breakthrough and believed the subject was going to peacefully surrender.
0: However, a short time later, black smoke began to billow from the north side of the residence. Flames began to engulf the home and the negotiators lost all contact with the occupant.
1: At this point, it was unclear whether the subject was attempting to make good on his threat and blow up the home or lure the officers close and ambush them. Soon thereafter, law enforcement observed the subject pounding on the window of an exterior door as if he was trapped. Law enforcement then began to hear what sounded like gunshots or explosions inside the home that was believed to be stacks of ammunition igniting by the growing fire. In an attempt to provide the occupant a means to exit the home, Shelby County Deputy Jake Haas fired a less lethal beanbag round through an exterior window. The subject, however, made no effort to escape through the broken window and continued to pound on the door while yelling for help.
0: Baynes said in that moment, a decision had to be made. He said the threat of ambush was real. Ammunition appeared to be cooking off inside and the prospect the house may explode was palpable.
1: Nonetheless, these four men decided to bear those risks and attempt to save the occupant. Carrying a ballistic shield, Chief Deputy Cody Eccles led Deputy Haas, Deputy Bill McDaniel, and Sheriff Neil Gross to the south door of the residence sheriff gross breached the door with a battering ram while the others provided cover sheriff gross and deputy mcdaniel then entered the burning and smoke-filled home located the occupant and drug him to safety once the fire was extinguished law enforcement learned all the exterior doors had in fact been screwed shut from the inside and a fully loaded rifle had been lying immediately next to the suspect when law enforcement made entry if not for the courageous actions of sheriff gross Chief Deputy Eccles, Deputy Haas, and Deputy McDaniel, the occupants surely would have perished that day. For their singular determination to save a man's life in the face of compounding deadly risks, these four men have been selected to receive the Sullivan Brothers Award of Valor. Please join me in congratulating them.
0: Band said the recipients of the Sullivan Brothers Award of Valor are selected by a committee within the first responder community. Nominees must meet strict guidelines. So far, a warm, dry winter means additional work done on bridge and road construction projects around southwest Iowa. Scott Sewer, District 4 Transportation Planner for the Iowa Department of Transportation, says the above normal temperatures have allowed contractors to catch up on some projects delayed due to contractors' schedules or material availability.
2: Being able to work later into the fall and early winter, we're able to get some of those projects completed where we may have normally put down an intermediate lift, on, let's say on an asphalt project, and then come back and finish it in the spring.
0: Sewers said one of those projects is the Council Bluffs Interstate Project, specifically on Madison Avenue. The other project benefiting from the warmer temperatures are the Interstate 80 Raccoon River Bridge Projects.
2: And then uh, we've got a bridge project on Highway 59 near Shenandoah that, that started this fall, and it's got a detour in place. And so with the warmer weathers, they're able to get quite a bit of the work done prior to next spring. So that'll help.
0: Sewer said they're discussing whether to keep working on the Highway 59 bridge construction project south of Avoca or wait until next spring. We're
2: constructing it a half of the time. So the next step is we, we have to narrow the lanes to shift traffic over. And we're kind of reluctant to do that because the lane width will be 9-6 and, and that's a little bit narrower than our plows. So um there's been some ongoing discussion on whether we keep driving forward if the weather holds out, or whether we put a you know, put it leave it like it is and, and come back and finish it in the spring. So there's some ongoing conversations regarding that project.
0: Sewer said that when the temperatures are in the forties and fifties, they can get more work done than in a typical winter, even though the days are shorter. A group of previous committee members and others met with an architectural engineering firm last week to review and discuss the possibility of streamlining the CAM School District facilities. CAM School Superintendent Paul Cron said the district has been working on trimming its learning centers from 3 to 2 and now to 1. The district is currently operating facilities in Messina and Anita. Uh,
2: And what is it going to take or is it possible or uh, what's the recommendation potentially could be look like um and had conversations about that next steps you know to look at some finances enrollment uh things like that What what's engagement and one of the things they did notice um, last wednesday is the representation of the district does not represent the a cross section of the district very well right now.
0: The school board works with architectural engineering management firm SiteLogic, which deals exclusively with school districts and buildings. And they
2: are leading this conversation that we're going to continue to have here in the near future um, about things and trying to get community engagement and input. Cron said the
0: next facility meeting is scheduled for January 10th at the Messina School Media Center at 6 p.m. He says the main goal is to get a good cross-section of representation on the facilities committee and be a part of something that molds the district's future. There is a flyer on the CAM School District website to sign up to become involved or call the CAM School District Central Office. Last week, the Audubon County Board of Supervisors ironed out the details for the temporary move to the armory for a daily rental fee of $30. Earlier this month, the supervisors spun the long-awaited courthouse HVAC project into motion. The total cost of the project is around $2.8 million. Supervisors Chairman Doug Sorensen says the plan is to move the main floor and possibly one or two more upper-floor offices during construction. He says they plan on using the prison system to help with the move
2: and we can actually get prison workers to to come and uh, help us with our move to the armory and they and that's this is something they do they actually did this for carroll county helped them with a the move and that's where how we found out about them and uh so it's something very economical. You know, we've got a lot of big items and a lot of big, bulky, heavy stuff. And uh, they come and they've actually got equipment and they can help us with the move. And
0: Sorensen said the move from the courthouse to the armory is one mile, which also means moving the prison workers from one site to another.
2: Well, then we got thinking somebody else suggested, well, you know, we could maybe get kids from the from the football team or from the basketball team, you know, sports kids or something, that athletes, uh, to come help and then we could just make a donation to the Audubon uh, Athletic Boosters or something on, on behalf of that or something like that. So it was just some ideas we were kicking around, so maybe we could have, have uh, the, the kids maybe unload down
0: at the armory. And- Sorensen said the goal is to move the main floor sometime in March. More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Andy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.